Welcome to episode six of the Retronym Podcast. And in this episode, I talk about what I'm currently playing during the month of August 2022. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of a new series that I'm going to be starting for this here podcast that you're listening to right now, and that is the Currently Playing series. Yes, I, I did think of that title myself. I'm, I'm quite the wordsmith, if you didn't know, and it's, I'm very clever. And so this is a, a new series like within the podcast, I guess, that's just going to be focusing on the games that I'm playing at that time, because I do play modern games, and I do play games on my backlog, and sometimes I just want to talk to them, or not talk to them, but, you know, because they're inanimate objects, but talk about them in a more, like, informal, casual way, and just say, hey, this is what I'm looking at right now, you might be interested, it might be something completely brand new, it might be something 30 years old, I don't know, it's just whatever is, like, catching my fancy at that time that may not necessarily need a full episode yet. But just something that I just want to talk about briefly. So this is something that basically every gaming podcast does, usually like within the podcast itself. And I'm just going to spin it off in its own like separate episode series. So whenever you see that, you know, you could skip it if that's just something that's not interesting to you. But I'm going to put the month and the year just so it's kind of cataloged pretty well. One thing I do want to say is that because these are brief thoughts, I may get into some spoiler Terry. I may not, but I'm going to try to keep that light as possible. It's not really supposed to be like a substantial look at the game in question that I'm focusing on. It's really kind of like an in-progress, like, okay, this is what I'm looking at right now. This is where I'm at, and this is how I'm feeling so far. So it's all about my feelings. So, you know, if that's what you want to hear, that's what you want to hear. And this is going to be casual. So you you do hear my dog currently in the background. She's just kind of like getting restless because it's time for bed for her, I guess. But, you know, I'm not cutting this out. This is authentic. It's like streaming, but, you know, not live and no video because I don't want that. So honestly, there's not going to be a whole lot to say for this episode because I only have a few things I'm covering for the summer. Usually during the summertime, because I'm a teacher, I, I try to like get in as many games as I can. But honestly, this summer, I just didn't really feel like it. There's a whole lot on my plate and I just didn't really feel like playing a whole wide variety of games, like not really trying to like marathon my way through a whole bunch. So I, I picked up a few things and I've started a few things and I haven't started some things I should be starting. But, you know, I'm just kind of treating this as a pretty lax summer just because of all the busyness, like especially with plumbing. Oh, my goodness. My plumbing has been terrible this year. But I digress. The main game I've been focusing on for the last couple weeks is Bravely Default 2, which was released on the Switch, I believe, in 2021. I think that, yeah, 2021, like January, February. So it's been out for more than a year and a half. And I did get the game like right when it released, but it was really hard. Like This is just kind of a hard game because, I don't know, I played the demo before it came out and the demo itself, like all the articles were talking about how hard it was. So like... I, I don't know what I expected, to be perfectly honest. Like, the demos were really hard. Or the demo, I should say, because I think I only played one. And the game itself is just really hard. Like, I, I don't understand this. I played the previous Bravely games, but, like, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to think I'm fairly competent, but this game is proving to me that I'm not. Like, I'm very incompetent, you might even say. So I played a couple hours, in, like, put a couple hours into it, like, right when I first released, and then just kind of dropped it because it was hard. And I decided to pick it up because a good friend of the show, or I don't know if he's a friend of the show at this point, but, you know, a friend, a friend, obviously, I can say that part, has been playing it. And, you know, he doesn't really play 
you know, brand new games. He's mostly a retro gamer, but he's like playing this brand new game and nobody else is playing it along with him. So I'm like, I have to play this right now. Come on. I gotta like, you know, be there for him, just be a generally good friend. So this is what I am doing. And while I did have some initial misgivings about the game when it first came out, and I've spoken about it here and there, I feel like a lot of those misgivings have been kind of quelled at this point because I didn't like how the characters basically, the way it's set up is, you know, it's a JRPG. You got your four player battle combat system. It's basically Final Fantasy, yada, yada, yada. And the way that the two previous Bravely games played out combat wise was that you selected all of the characters' actions first and then the action phase started versus in this one, the action phases for the specific characters happen as soon as you're like choosing those moves for the character. So, you know, you can brave a couple times, you can default, whatever, but the action takes place right then and there. And because of that difference, and sorry, the dog's in the background, it's just how it is. Because of that difference, I don't know, it just played so strangely for me that I just, it was really hard for me to get into it. And that was just kind of giving me some red flags. Also, I think it's like an Unreal Engine game. And just the way it plays on Switch, it's just not good. Like, technically, there are some real big problems here with how this game plays. Like, it was so much more smooth on the 3DS, and I just felt like the engine worked much better. And it just really stutters, and the game's crashed on me a couple times, which is not, I mean, (laughs) not a good look, I guess, is what I want to say. But the storyline so far, I feel like, while I do feel like it's a bit bland, and a bit flat here and there, it's still good. Like It's a good storyline. And there are some places that the game goes. That I was like, wow, that is, you know, shockingly and remarkably dark. And, you know, the, the original games had their dark moments too. But, wow, there, there are some places that this game goes that I'm just like, whoa, okay, not prepared for that. But, you know, that's all right. You know, it's, it's making me think a little bit. And it's not making me choose between, like, well, so far, it's not making me choose between, like, two, like, moral choices like Bravely Second did. And it's just like, well, I don't agree with any of these people, but I have to take a side and see their point of view. It hasn't been doing that yet. So that's how Bravely Default 2 has been going for me. I'm highly enjoying it now. I'm in Chapter 4, hopefully going to be finishing Chapter 4 soon and possibly, like, finishing the game within the next couple weeks because as I'm gearing to go back to school, obviously, the amount of time that I get to play is very limited. So... Hopefully, I can get through that and have something to say about that in a future episode if I decide to talk about it. It's a Switch game, so it's not, like, retro, but, like, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be retro at this point. It kind of is retro because it's a year and a half old, so, you know, anything not released in the last year, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to go about that. But secondly, during the summertime, I did go through a significant portion of the Xenoblade series. Actually, mostly throughout July, I should say. Not the whole summer. It was mostly through July just kind of in anticipation for Xenoblade 3 coming out. I'm like, well, I got to go back and like, you know, fill in some gaps in my knowledge about Xenoblade, relive some key moments and just kind of get ready for this giant like behemoth of a game coming out. So I finally finished Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and I really tried to blitz through that as fast as I can because I mean, the combat is great. Confusing as all get out. I still don't think I actually understand the combat at this point. Um, you know, the characters are whatever, like, it's, it's, it's a super anime game, like, the most anime that you can possibly get, and I kind of say that a little bit pejoratively, because it really does lean into a lot of those tropes at this point a lot, so (laughs) that's just kind of how the game is, but, you know, I think it ended pretty darn well, it was very, you know, it was very, like, warm-hearted, 
uh, warm-hearted ending. You know, I don't necessarily want to say it's happy or sad or sober or anything like that. It was just, it was, it was, it was a good ending. Like I, I appreciated what they did with that ending. And after I finished Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I went back and started Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition on Switch because the I played the Wii version, I played the 3DS version of Xenoblade Chronicles, but I bought the Definitive Edition and never actually put any time in it. And, you know, I, I'm really kicking myself for that now because I really like how, like, smoothly that plays. Like, I think it does really well on the Switch. I haven't seen like too many like stuttering issues or any loading issues or anything like that. And the game just goes pretty swiftly. Like I, I really appreciate some of the quality of life stuff that was on it. So highly recommend that to anybody who wants to play Xenoblade Chronicles, just start with the definitive edition on switch, go through two and then eventually through three since you know, that's out now and it's really darn good. But I didn't finish Definitive Edition. I can't remember how far I got into it exactly where I was. I know Melia's part of my party, and we did what's called Prison Island Area, the prison area. And that's kind of the last thing I remember. And it was really starting to get hard, <laughs> I think, by the time I had to put it down in order to make way for Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which came out, what is it, earlier this month? Late last month, I can't remember, I think it was like July 29th or so, because Digimon also came out that day, and obviously, and Live Alive came out the week before, so, you know, huge glut of RPGs, a lot of RPGs, so Xenoblade Chronicles 3 came out, and I've really been enjoying that, I put about 13 hours into that, I don't remember what chapter that actually is, but I have gotten to the point where, you know, you're working with the different colonies and such, and I'm going to be intentionally vague on that, basically, you're liberating these colonies, don't want to get into too many like spoiler sections so far, but honestly, this game, if it continues to be as great as it has been for these 13 hours, this could very well end up honestly within my top 20 games, maybe even my top 10 if it really like sticks that landing. And you know, obviously, the internet being what it is, there are certain aspects that have been spoiled for me just by virtue of the fact that people don't know how to hide the spoilers and whatnot. And so it's like, there are things that I know, but I don't really know, like, all the things in between. So all the steps it takes to get there are still kind of a mystery. So, you know, if, if it ends pretty well, I can be satisfied with that, even though some of the spoilers kind of, like... Like, I'm not one to think that spoilers can necessarily ruin or taint experience, but this one kind of did for me. So I'm just like, oh, okay, but whatever. It still seems to be a great game so far. Like, it improves on the Xenoblade games so much, like... It just, oh man, I can't wait to finally get back to playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Not that I'm trying to get Bravely Default 2 done and over with so I can get back to there, but I kind of am in the same way because I really want to go back to Xenoblade Chronicles 3. But playing two giant meaty RPGs at the same time is difficult for anybody, even like, you know, a time manipulator like me. So that's how it is. I'm really looking forward to seeing where some specific storylines go and how these characters develop over this giant massive journey because this game is just big and beefy and I, I'm loving it. So it's going to be fun. And then finally, I should say I'm probably getting close to wrapping up my replay of Mother 3 for the Game Boy Advance for the Backlog Beatdown. Now, if you don't know the Backlog Beatdown, it is a podcast hosted by two cool dudes, and they talk about backlogs, they talk about beating down the backlogs, they're talking about like all sorts of cool things that you should go and listen to them for. You know, I've been re-listening to the podcast from the beginning, and it's been really interesting to see, like, oh man, they're over like 100 episodes so far. And just seeing, I think they're over 100 episodes. I'm pretty sure they are. 
yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. But just seeing their development over time and, you know, really like getting into their community from the beginning and re-listening to episodes I've been on, it's been a real treat. I really like them. I'm a patron of theirs, obviously, so you can take my opinion with a grain of salt. But I think they're pretty cool guys, and you should go ahead and go listen to them. But because I am a patron, they've been doing patron picks for the last two years. I don't know if they're going to continue that into the next couple years, just because they're getting a lot more patrons now. They're getting a lot more popular. And so, you know, it's, it's really hard to, you know, play all the games that patrons pick. But for the time being, they're doing that. So previously, I picked the amazing, excellent, fantastic Persona Rhythm Games that everybody should play as the patron picks, and I force them to play Persona Rhythm Games. Yes, I am a really good friend, a really good patron. And I think they liked it. I don't know. They could have been humoring me, but we talked like three hours about them, so I feel like we got a lot out of it. So this year I chose for them Mother 3 because, honestly, it's a fantastic game, and, you know, everybody should be playing it because it's a really fun game. And I do have complicated feelings about it, though, especially, you know, once you get to, like, some of the stuff near the ending that I'm not going to be talking about. And in regards to, like, the worldview presented in the game and the teleology thereof, it's interesting to really think about that and have those complicated feelings about that because it's like, I really love the game. I don't necessarily love what it's saying, I guess. So I think that'll be a really good discussion to have. And I'm really looking forward to finally, like, talking to them about it. So, you know, as soon as we actually record the episode, whenever that's going to be, it could be this year, maybe it'll go into next year. I don't know. I'm good to whatever. But once we finally do record that episode, I'll point you to it and just be like, hey, here it is. You should go listen to it. So other than that, I don't really have any games that I'm like looking at, like on the horizon of 2022 that I'm really going to be tackling like anytime soon, I don't think. I'm really struggling to think of anything. I know Soul Hackers 2 is like out within the next week at the time of the recording, this recording, I should say. And I'm interested in picking it up, but I'm also just kind of like, hey, yeah, yeah, I feel like I can get that on sale because I only have, I, I don't know if it's on PS4, but I'd rather play it for a more powerful system, which I do have a Series S, and I think the Series S is more powerful than the PS4. I don't know. It, it's it's one of the current gen consoles. But it's also like, ah, it's just it kind of hurts paying full price for like a digital game because it's Series S and I have to get it digitally. So eh, I don't know. I, I'll probably be picking that up at some point and talking about it. But other than that, I just can't really think of too much actually releasing this year, especially at the, you know, the top of my head. So like there must not be anything like super crazy. I know the Valkyrie profile game is coming out. There's the Tactics Ogre, like, I don't know, remaster, remake. I don't know what you would actually consider that redone version but while those games are kind of in my wheelhouse it's kind of like yeah i I can wait on them there are no must plays coming out for the rest of the year that i can think of and of course as soon as i end this recording i'm sure i'll think of something but that's that's pretty much it so I'm, i'm looking forward over these next few months you know as i'm getting back to school and getting back into a new rhythm to finally tackling some of those other games in my backlog and i'll be sure to talk about them when the time comes so there you have it. That's the first episode of Currently Playing, and I, I hope you enjoy this as kind of like a, a side, you know, tangent episode to the regular di- deep dives I'm going to be doing, or, you know, ankle deep dives, I guess, because they're really short episodes. But I don't know. I'm just rambling at this point. So yeah, thank you for listening, and catch me next time. Maybe I'll talk about something also modern. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a PS5. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Thank you for listening to the Retronym podcast. You can find me at Twitter with the username at Retronym, that's spelled R-E-T-R-O-N-I-M, and through email at theretronym at gmail.com. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate, review, subscribe, and all of that other fun stuff. I don't even know what it is. You can also check out my other podcast, Henshin Dad, if you are curious about the wide world of tokusatsu. Thanks again for taking time to listen to me today, and until next time, keep enjoying the games that you love.